Hey everyone, did the podcast and I was like, you know what? We couldn't just do the show without Justin. So I went back, I went and looked, a little, little bit of a folder I have going on here that Justin and I share on Dropbox. I'm like, I got the perfect thing to get Justin on the show this week. So I hope you guys all enjoy this. I don't know what the hell it is. Hopefully you guys can figure it out and let me know. But here we go. Justin, you're on the show. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. The moment you've all been waiting for. Welcome, Todd Richardson. Hello, everybody. This is Todd Richardson here. Once again, live on the Kentucky Studio Theater. We're going to be talking about a couple of We're going to be getting down on the nitty gritty. We're going to be getting loud, mean, green, and unclean, uncut, raw. We got some jokes that are going to make you feel sick to your stomach. We got some jokes that are going to make you spill your guts all over the floor. From laughing so hard you can't take no more. No, you cannot take it in here! So it was like I walking down to the uh, bar one time, right? And I walk in there to get a little beer, and I'm a little thirsty. And I'm walking in there, and this guy gives me a fucking stink on as soon as I get in there. Oh, I can't shake it, you know. I bloody can't take it, you know. I was just saying out there. And I was thinking, no, I was there, you know. I, I wanted to, to take uh, this lady home, and she was so cool. I couldn't believe it. She came right to me here. And I don't even know why I didn't bring my pins with me this time. My nostrils are stinging. Let's just say, my nostrils are stinging. I walked right up to the bar there, and I got myself a drink. And it really sort of bothered me, because the lady was there. She's like, hello, would you like uh, some warm milk? And I was like, no, your milk is nasty, my girl. Your milk is nasty, girl. Your milk is silly. Oh, I don't like the way it tickles my tongue. Oh, all nasty and juicy. Oh, yeah, that milk is ew. I like it, though. Oh, yeah. As you were saying, boss, so I, uh... Got myself a couple eggs in there, then I was like, hey, I want some eggs, you know, it's like, uh, fucking Thanksgiving, you know? It's like, everyone fucking eats eggs on Thanksgiving. It's like, ah! The lady's like, you watch your mouth, you son of a bitch! You dirty whore, you son of a bitch! Get out of here and find your own fucking eggs! Get your fucking eggs and get back to your fucking house! You fucking whore! You fucking whore! The whole time she was yelling at me, I couldn't stop staring at her fingers. They were so nice, yeah. Her fingers were so nice. <laughs> they were so nice. So I walked right out of there and I got myself a taxi cab like any good Christian woman would, you know, yeah. Got right in there and next thing you know I was uh, getting gangbanged again. <laughs> The last time, lady, you can't be doing that shit in here. Get the fuck out of my taxi cab. Get out! Get out of here right now! Get out! Go to the chopper! Get out of here! Get out of here right now! Get out of here! Yeah. Get out of here, please! We don't want you here no more. We don't like your company. Nah, no, you can uh, find the door over there. Or uh, you can talk to Jimmy over there in the corner. There were four baby turtles! <laughs> and they grew up so fast! Oh, they fucking grew up so fast! Oh, jeez! Oh, Dad. Oh, jeez. Oh,
Oh, diet, diet, diet. Oh, diet, 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 diet. Okay. Well, <laughs> that's all the time we have for tonight, folks. Uh, uh, you can come back anytime, any day, but you will have to. Oh, they will. They'll have to pay. I'm. So, you'll have to pay. I'm sorry. Uh, yes. Uh, please come back. Uh, our children are starving. What the fuck? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 142 of the Jingame Podcast. I am your host as usual, I am Tyler, and joined as usual, we have the Jack of Hearts. What's up, buddy? Oh man, it's been going. Just been doing a bunch of like uh, little things, just in preparation for another move and stuff. Got okay for a house, so I'm collecting boxes, I'm tossing away a lot of crap, and it feels kind of good to get out of the current place I'm living at. And hopefully by next month, I will be broadcasting in a brand new room, bigger, better, lots of space, lots of gaming places. Yes. Nice. <laughs> yeah, what, what Jack left out is the fact he's actually been uh, street fighting with bums, stealing their homes to pack up his shit. So, <laughs> uh, And also I've been suplexing them into garbage cans, so that's pretty nice too. True, very true. Uh, Jack's actually, he seems like a nice guy on the show, he's actually a huge asshole. Uh, beats the shit like he's sending me videos I'm ashamed I I mean I watched them multiple times but I'm not proud of it so yeah I wonder what he's gonna do this time to this random person oh he's giving him a dragon suplex into that garbage can full of shit yeah yeah, it's pretty crazy I couldn't believe he gave one one bomb a superplex off of a trash can it was amazing (laughs) it was incredible incredible and all of a sudden, you know, yeah, and then all of a sudden, there's the one where I do the half and half suplex on that freaking bed of nails. That was unnecessary. <laughs> the the, the thumbtacks went a little too far in that one. That was, wow. That man. That, that was weird. That guy looked like Danny Glover, though. I don't know. It, it might have been Danny Glover. Like um, yeah. No, um, <laughs> you might notice. Uh, Danny Glover or Mish- or Ahmad Rashad's like uh, older but less distinguished brother. Yeah, <laughs> actually, Danny Glover. Uh, he's gonna be our guest host tonight on the show. Oh, uh, brother! Yeah. Jack felt bad. Brought him with him. He's he's, he's living with <laughs> us. Living with him now. Uh, no, uh, Justin and and I almost said Justin and Jack. Justin and Jake are not here this week. Uh, Justin had some things going on with his family. Uh, Jake had prior engagements. Uh, playing, I don't know. Like a, 12 person circle jerk playing GTA or something like that I don't know uh, that's cool or or you know he probably could have been like uh, well he said he got a couple movies for tonight so that's it's true. like okay maybe he's just gonna go and just watch like dumpster dumpster people five or whatever the hell yeah no I think I think he's watching I think he said he, he bought all four um, he bought cheerleader ninjas and all th- all three sequels so he's watching the, t- those tonight 
And he wants to do a nostalgia run, so he bought a little bit of Debbie Does Daleks. Yes, yeah, he's, he's going to watch some of that, too. Uh, and Back to War Sluts 9. So, he's, he's, he's in for a long night, or three minutes, whatever. Um, no. Um, get the, We got all that crap out of the way. Why don't we go ahead and jump into what we're actually here for, talk about video games. Yeah. Sounds a good time to me. Uh, we'll start off, we'll jump into the typical what everybody's been playing. I guess what we've been playing this week, the two two of us. Um, Jack, what have you been playing this week, buddy? I've been playing a good amount of games, I would suspect, you know. <laughs> but uh, I started off trying to play this one game for my 3DS. I think people already know what this game is. It's Paper Mario Sticker Star. During the week, you know, during the week where the Nintendo Direct happened and we learned the unveiling of Paper Mario Color Splash... Reading the comments, like, the reactions from people, people kind of, like, comparing the sticker star and this and that, some people not liking it, and I just started to do a little bit of research in, like, sticker star, and it got me curious. So, I had a copy, I've had a copy that I got, like, uh, for dirt cheap a while ago, so I decided to pop it into my 3DS and started playing it a little bit more intently, because I had only played it for, like, about a good hour or so before... Before this week, honestly. But, uh, yeah, the game is kind of interesting in some regards. For one, it sort of kind of has an identity crisis, if I, if that's a good comparison right there. But uh, what I mean by identity crisis is it's like two different types of games kind of competing against each other to try to distinguish itself as something on its own. Mm-hmm. And in certain aspects, it kind of falls flat on almost all those regards. Granted, it has that kind of Mario charm. The whole presentation of it looks fine. It looks great, in my honest opinion, when it comes to certain graphical stuff. Like, the whole paper aspect of it, you know, like climbing up, like, things that look like paper boxes, things that are cut out. The sticker aspect is fun when you're peeling off, like, stickers from the environment, or even splatting them against the the big old border sum when you unlock that little toad shop with the whole rare items and stuff. But other than that, the game is boring. <laughs> yeah, agreed. <laughs> Tyler's laughing at me because, well, you want a little? You want to say a little bit about it? Uh, yeah, I, I actually it's one of those games I got for free when the uh, what the Nintendo, my Nintendo, what the hell it was called, thing was ending, and you know, use all your points up by a certain date. I think it was about this time last year, and I used my points on this, unfortunately, or most of them on this, and. Yeah, I was. I'm with you. I, I spent three, four hours on. It. I I loved the previous, uh, like Thousand Year Door was one of my favorite games as a kid growing up, um, and playing this, it was. They just they made it so casual, I guess. Where, like, hey, we're gonna keep the RPG elements of it and everything, and the things you like, but we're gonna add the sticker thing where the only moves, the only way you can make moves is by collecting these, these cards, mm-hmm. or these stickers, where the hell they were. And mm-hmm. you have to use these to do your moves, and you only have an X amount of these. And there's all oh, there's no leveling system. There's no there's no real strategy involved. Nothing. It's just like you gotta you just use what cards you. I guess the strategy is you gotta use your stickers or cards, whatever the hell they're called. I can't remember. And mm-hmm. that was it. And I was like, it took me a while. Like I was going through fighting everybody because I was trying trying to level up like I would normally in any other RPG I've ever played in my entire life. And I only realized I just used those up. up almost all my stickers 
battling these random Goombas to find out I was just wasting my time, so I could have been collecting these. And I read more about it, and you could pretty much go through the entire game and only fight like the five or six bosses in the game, and that'd be it. Like, like literally, that you can just do those six battles and finish the game. Well, let's see. I agree with a lot of those thoughts and stuff about what you were saying about Sicker Star, because, yeah, I do feel that way in regards to, like, say, how things can get repetitive, things can get boring. The reason why I felt it was boring is because, at its heart, I really feel that this would have been better tackled as a Super Paper Mario type of title, where it would have been more preferable as a platformer than an RPG, because the only reason why you would able you would be wanting to do these RPG like elements, this battle system to begin with, is if you're grinding for coins. But the catch forty two of that is you can collect coins throughout that whole environment if you wanted to. You can go maybe farm like a couple of spots, a couple of levels going over and over again, and you'd get the same results. Meaning the whole turn based battle system, in my honest opinion, is filler is filler almost to its highest degree. It would have been better beneficial if Mario just had his traditional hammer, his traditional boots, you use the stickers as sort of like a power-up, like for his hammer, for his boots and stuff. Use the rare items, the rare stickers for what they were intended to do. Go into sticker mode, go and stick them on the environments, do this and that. But what it ends up becoming is a sort of roll of the dice, as you will, of trying to avoid enemies. Yep. Trying to... Re, try to refine where the important stickers were because guess what? This game is terrible about explaining what you need to do next in sort of a general narrative in order to try to get past certain bosses or to get past certain areas. Because I found myself going back to certain courses and going into the whole sticker mode where I was trying to find if there was like hidden spots that I was missing. Yeah. In a way, I sort of compare the reasoning, you know, I sort of compare, like, the lack of info to that of another classic Nintendo game, which is kind of infamous now, considering the angry video game nerd did his review of it almost ten years ago to this day, Castlevania II Simon's Quest. The reason why I compare it to that is because the NPC characters in that game, much like inside this game, Paper Mario Sticker Star, they're useless. A lot of them are just plain useless. I mean, they do provide some good case and like funny sort of like uh, fourth wall stuff. And a lot of the and a lot of the thing about this the story and the characters that are talking they are entertaining to a certain extent. But the problem is there's a lack of a general plot too. There's nothing of substantial thing that you're going to do from beginning to end that's going to expand upon the aspect of hey. Mario has got to save Peach because Bowser kidnapped Peach. Inside the original Paper Mario, which I end up winning, going back to, I think it was a couple nights ago, and playing just to try to find out why I didn't enjoy Sticker Star as much, it provides a great synopsis of, say, a story, of character building, of things like that. It knows exactly what it is, Paper Mario, the original one for the N64. It's an RPG. It has good mechanics. You're just... Going through simply, like, beating enemies, collecting, like, little star points or whatever the hell... No, experience points and stuff to level up your party characters. You actually have party characters going forth and help supporting you. But they take the whole traditional thing of Mario having to save Peach 
from Bowser, and they twisted it in a way where it seemed like it had a lot of soul, like it had a lot of entertaining aspects to it. The Thousand Year Door sort of had the same thing as well, only take out the whole wrestling Peach from Bowser, and instead of having to save the world from some, you know, like gigantic, like the Xenonauts, yeah. or whatever the hell those things I are called. Remember. I can't remember either. I know what they look like, but... <laughs> uh, I remember, I could probably, I played that game so many times, I, I could probably play through the majority of the game without even looking at Oh, man. Oh, man, like a couple months ago, I wanted to play through Thousand Year Door, because I got a craving to fucking play it after, you know, finding it inside my GameCube stash. Some fucking but, GameCube games on the Wii U, Nintendo, please. That's the thing, though. The, I feel... That Paper Mario Sticker Star at its core is soulless in a, in that story aspect because it doesn't do anything really entertaining to keep the player engaged to go from beginning to end without it feeling sort of boring. There's no characters, like little side characters and stuff of it. Not even like, say, a traditional... Okay, you know, in Super Paper Mario, yeah, it's not a traditional Paper Mario game, but there was a story that was engaging, that that was kind of dark and thought-provoking, but you had characters that you could switch out into. You could switch out into Peach, to Bowser, yep. to Luigi. <laughs> yeah. But this... Mm-mm. Mario. And that one... That one, like, little... Whatever the hell it is. That little crown dealie that goes into oh, a sticker oh, mode. crowns, yeah. But... I'm resolved to thinking if I'm... I'm just gonna go back. I've actually... Try to convince myself this. I want to go back to play Sticker Star one last time. If I'm not, if I, you know, if something doesn't change soon, I'm getting rid of the game. I do not enjoy it. Because in a lot of the aspects, the game has failed in sort of tradition, you know, like a, a basic level to keep me entertained as a gamer, you know. Because I'm more or less akin to Paper Mario being up to traditional RPG sort of standard. I loved Super Paper Mario. That was a good game, in my honest opinion, even though it didn't have the traditional things. But for Paper Mario Sticker Star, it is mudded. It's confusing. You're not going to be as clear on what you need to do. You're going to spend like about at least an hour or two trying to figure out what level you want to get to, how you're going to unlock a certain level, because there's a specific area that was not so clear to begin with that you had to find a hidden path and go to another point. Yeah, it's just <laughs> that's a, exactly. You, you yeah. made a good, good point with you know it's multiple like just kind of didn't know what it wanted to be, where it's like hey we want to keep the RPG elements that people like about um, yes the Paper Mario series, but we want to make it so it's more casual for uh, it's understandable it's 3ds more kids are playing the 3ds I think than well yeah adults. I understand that um, but they they went they kept the the RPG grind and the game, but they took out all of the benefits of grinding in an RPG. Which you grind for yeah. level experience. Making your team stronger when there's not even a team, you're just Mario. Which is yes. fine, because it's a Paper Mario game. I, I well, yeah. I mean, I, don't, I think a Thousand Year Door, you don't use just Mario in there, too. Um, right. But, yeah, I agree with you. I, I, I wish, um, with Paper Mario, they probably should have just made it more of a platformer like um, Super Paper Mario, which I... I I never I never really dull, you know jump too deep into the Super Paper Mario, but I liked what I played of it. It wasn't a bad game. It was okay. It was no. a good game. It wasn't. It's like it, it's not. It's probably my bottom tier of Nintendo games, um, as far as that goes. I mean, probably at the bottom. That's close fair. To the bottom. Um, but that's still pretty. You know, that bottom is still pretty good. I'd put Paper Mario. <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd definitely put Paper Mario Superstar at the actually the very bottom. 
um, as far as games go uh, for Nintendo. But yeah, I see it like. That's just a thing. You see glimpses of good stuff in the game, the presentation of how it looks, yeah, the overall aspect of oh, okay, this is like traditional Mario game, like Paper Mario sort of gameplay and stuff. But there's nothing rewarding about going through the battle system and going through all these battles. Yeah, there's they 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 took out the one point of an RPG. In, in, in the the one point of an RPG, you know, they stripped out <laughs> anything that made it relevant. Yeah, but. Anyway, that's enough about Sticker Star, yeah, but I gotta admit, man, I I'm just kind of dumbfounded how stripped that game was. But yeah, but uh, another game that I was playing, I went back on my PS4 and I decided to play a little bit more of that Yu-Gi-Oh! Legacy: of The Duelist because I wanted to try to see how far I can get through the other campaigns. I went through and I com- like completed the Five Ds campaign mode, which I thought was kind of surprisingly enjoyable. Yeah, five Ds. <laughs> but uh, I'm going through the last one, the Zexel one, which I have like five maxes, like five matches left and stuff. Nice. I'm like, oh, God, I don't really give a shit about this story that's going on right here. <laughs> I once after after I got past the the main the first Yu Gi Oh story, I just uh-huh. started skipping the story, like the the actual conversation pieces. <laughs> I no longer care. Now you see, I have good memories about the original Yu Gi Oh. I've watched some of the GX stuff. I didn't finish the GX stuff, but at least I watched a couple of episodes. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I thought the 5Ds one was not bad. Is that the motorcycle one, or is that the... Yeah, it's the motorcycle one. I didn't, I say it's not bad because the whole story aspect sort of... There were some points that were kind of interesting, but... But you know how this card game thing, this Yu-Gi-Oh card game things, though, they don't do, like, traditional, like, cutscenes. They just go forth like, oh, okay, this is going to be a screenshot thing, like little little cutouts and do this. Yeah. But to be perfectly honest, I love, I still love how deep the game is. Mm-hmm. I'm really glad I decided to give you all these big points and stuff to spend on these booster packs to get whatever type of cards you want, you know. Because you, there is so much complexity inside that Yu-Gi-Oh game. You can make a traditional, like, say, a Dark Magician or a Blue-Eyes White Dragon deck if you wanted to, using newer cards and a lot of the older stuff. But for me, for instance, I believe I've covered this before, but I use a sort of a Jinzo deck, yeah. where it just revolves around Jinzo, Jinzo Lowered, Jinzo Returner, and, uh, oh boy, another one. There was another, like, another one that, like, uh, that's sort of, it's a Jinzo card, right? But you summon it, you tribute it to, like, uh, this, just to try to uh, special summon... Well, actually, yeah, retrieve another Jinzo card from your deck to your hand. There's a specific type of, like, card stipula- like stipulation or something like that where you can actually special summon the card that you get from the deck from your hand onto the field, which there was one point where I actually special summoned, like, two Jinzos out of my hand at one turn, which was kind of nuts. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you know what? Legacy of the Duelist, it's a great complicated game, but, you know, just getting used to the whole elements of XYZ summoning the whole elements of pendulum summings, summonings and stuff like that. It's been sort of like a, a learning experience. I mean, hell, it was a learning experience when I started playing Lakes of the Duelist last year and stuff. But now I feel more confident in sort of like experimenting with what type of cards I want to use. I'm highly like thinking about possibly making another deck to make it more akin to, say, a Dark Magician or like a Blue-Eyes White Dragon style of deck. Yeah. Because that's what I'm more familiar with. But... Uh, Let's see, the last game that I've been playing a little bit more of... I got back to playing Fire Emblem Birthright, and oh my god. 
this is like the day after I decided to put down Paper Mario Sticker Start. You go forth and you play another RPG, and the mechanics are just right. <laughs> it's familiar. It felt like a breath of fresh air. <laughs> I love the. I just love the whole aspect of how you could you can raise your characters inside the Fire Emblem Fates. And you know what? This hub world that you get. That's sort of like sort of like a dream world that you go to in between battles and stuff. You get to collect these different types of like vegetables, talk to characters and stuff. I've been finding myself like using the DLC map, the whole like grinding, going to this thing called Boo Camp or whatever the hell it is, where you're basically facing off against these undead enemies to get massive amount of experience points for your characters, raise them to a certain extent. I find that it's a great way to figure out what characters that you want to use in your party. Because there's a ton you can get when you're progressing through the story. Right now I'm on chap I'm finished chapter twelve. I'm on chapter thirteen. I've just unlocked elements to where you can actually build like particular buildings that uh for like getting specific items for your ninjas, for your like uh for your archers, for this and that. And that's just the thing. There's not like one shop like there was inside Fire Emblem Awakening. Inside this building mechanic you can build your own like item like item shops and stuff like that, a lottery shop, a bathhouse if you want, like statues of the characters that are in your party. <laughs> it's really in depth for something that's kind of just a little bit, you know, not as uh, complex, you know, but it's like sort of like a light building mechanic to like a civilization, yeah, kind of like a civilization type of game, but but the whole reasoning why you're building things then for that is because you're trying to go into other people's bases online if you want to and try to destroy like certain aspects. You're, you're basically trying to treat it as a traditional Fire Emblem sort of matches where if you go online, face opponents that have their all these protective things like going. It's sort of like a kind of like a tower defense game mixed within like a strategy RPG element. Kind of weird. I haven't tried it yet, but but I don't think I want to right now. <laughs> but. Uh, I really like the setting of the game, because here's something about Fire Emblem Birthright and Fire Emblem Conquest between both of these games. Birthright is more akin to, say, like a, a Japanese sort of heritage, where you're playing a samurai and doing this, you have ninjas, you have kind of shogun-esque type of characters, and Conquest is more of like a European style, like the traditional Fire Emblems have been. So you got equipment and weapons and stuff like that. But... Uh, I'm really thinking, after I get Birthright completed, which I may, in the next couple of weeks, give or take what uh, my moving schedule is going to be like, I'm probably going to go through Conquest and maybe buy Revelation, since that's already on the eShop now, as of, like, uh, this week. Nice. <laughs> hmm, I'm trying to think of what else I haven't talked about for Fates, because there's a lot of good stuff about the game. The game has a deep story, has deep character customizations... It has complexities of where you can evolve your characters to this and that and whatsoever. And there's specific things where if you get your friendship element like to an A plus for certain characters, you get to inherit the class of your friend's class. You know, it's it's sort of complicated in that aspect, but it's really fun. And I would highly suggest people who want a meteor experience on their 3ds on the go, just try out Fire Emblem Birthright, man. It's it's for the beginning. It's for, like, people who uh, are, like, beginners for, like, strategy RPGs. That's what I'm trying to say. 
but it has the complexity to be even like much more like expansive than it should be. So yeah, that's pretty much what I've been playing in the nutshell. Alright. Well very cool, man. Um for me I've been playing more of the same stuff. Uh I mentioned it I think last week or two weeks ago. I'm probably gonna be playing these things for the next few weeks. Um yeah. Pokemon Yellow and Zelda Twilight Princess H D. Uh, oh yeah. I've not had a lot of time to play games sadly this week. Uh, yeah, I've been really busy at work and just pretty much been sleeping a lot too, trying to anyways. Um, so yeah, uh, I'll just kind of talk where I'm at on some of these uh, Pokemon Yellow. Uh, I'm on the I got four badges now. I got to the next okay. city. Uh, I keep I'm battling. I can't remember what town I'm in, but uh, I'm battling the guy that has like three Venonats and a Venomoth. Three Venonats and a Venomoth. Oh, you're battling Koga, I think. Yeah, Koga. Thank you. I'm battling Koga, and I destroy his <laughs> Venonats with my Charizard easily, and then he just yeah. kicks my ass with Venomoth. So, uh, really? Yeah, because his Venomoth's at level 50. Oh, oh, oh my god, yeah. And uh, all my, um, the Venonats are like their mid-40s, but I like, take them out no problem, but uh, all my other Pokemon are in like their mid to high 30s, and he just keeps using his yeah. so which raises his uh, speed, so I can't even hit him. <laughs> Uh, so I know. I know one thing that you. I would recommend you doing right now. Don't battle Koga right now. Go to Saffron City because here's the thing about it. In Pokemon Yellow, Koga is stronger than he was in Red and Blue. Oh. So if you go to like Saffron City and go forth and complete the other like uh, arcs that you have to do in there, plus beating Sabrina, and then go back to like uh, Fuchsia City, you shouldn't have too much of a okay. problem. Well, but I, you, it sounds like you do need to grind a little bit. <laughs> yeah, well, I have been. Um, I, I went like I skipped like a good chunk of the battles on the way on the on the path to yeah. the towns because I needed to uh, go to the, po- the Pokemon Center. And I've yeah. been, go, I've been, I went and battled him a couple times. Like oh, I'll get the, I'll get the badge real quick and I'll go beat because I'm trying. I I've been doing this in all the Pokemon games. I defeat all the trainers that I see. Yeah, I just skipped them because I needed the heal because I was going to lose at the I battled so many times already. And I'm like, oh, I'll get the badge real quick, and then uh, then I'll go back and fight those guys, and it just that no, wasn't happening. But I that's just, just but the I, thing. Uh, <laughs> go ahead. Well, I, I was just gonna say that's just the thing. The reason why I went through red and blue so quickly, like I did, is because not only did I just set like the party that I wanted to do and stuff, but I knew by getting all the trainers out of the way first that if I just didn't switch the Pokemon like for other Pokemon or something like that, and just had the dedicated four or five that knew how to use like hidden machines to do this and do that yeah i battle those trainers i would just be immediately like leveled to that specific area so it's like <laughs> yeah that's kind of where um i've been pretty much i really i, I never lost the battle i've been i really haven't had too many challenges either. good um i mean i had some challenges you know when you're fighting the 15th or 16th trainer without going to the pokemon center oh. things are a little more challenging but as far as oh, straight yeah. one-on-one battles and stuff go i've been I never, I never had really too many problems until like I got to this point. Um, but no, I'm having a lot of fun still. Like, it's not a nostalgia feel to me. It's, it's not like you know, it's not. Oh, it sounds that was really cool 20 years ago, but it's, it's not actually. Not, it lived, it's living up to the hype for me. I'm still playing oh, it um, quite a bit. The problem is, it's just because I'm working too many hours at, um, at work, working too many hours at work, whatever. Um, <laughs> it, I think it's right, but it just sounds weird to say. Um, right. It's just. I'm playing two games that I, I feel for me anyways I'm, I'm sure other people are different for me like those kind of games I, I, I want to sit down I want at least like a good hour or so 
to jump into those games and play, and I really haven't yes. had a good like, especially like something like Zelda, where it's like you can't really just play Zelda for, for twenty minutes. Like, you oh no, you can't. Literally, you can, but really, you can't. You're not getting gonna get anywhere. You're not gonna get anywhere. Yeah. You need to dedicate like a few hours to that shit, man. Yeah. <laughs> so I've been like, I've been, I really haven't got a chance to play it much this week. Uh, that one, I, I got to. Um, I just beat the Forest Temple today, which is the first temple. Awesome. So I'm a little. More, I, my timer says a little over five hours. Um, I will say, uh, I mean, once I finally, once I got to the temple, I'm like, okay, all right, hey, this game, okay, it's Zelda. I'm happy now. I'm fucking happy now. <laughs> but man, those first like four hours, I'm just like, oh fuck, man, come on. This, I mean, it's it wasn't awful. But in, uh, there's other Zelda games that are like this where it's like, it, I, maybe it's just me. I don't know. Like I remember doing Major, playing Majora's Mask last year, um, and I've tried. I jumped to the Wind Waker a couple of years ago too. And I was just like, it takes me a while to like finally like invest into a Zelda game. I think it's just because a lot of them have like a slow start. They start off, yeah, they do start off slow. And it's just like ah, like Majora's Mask took me like I think a good week before I finally got 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 it got its hooks in me. Like I sat down and played three or four good hour long sessions. Oh yeah. And like once I finally got to the actual temples, I'm like okay, this is cool. It's Zelda. But it's just like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It might just be me. I don't know. Maybe it's the slow starts. I don't know. Um, I think it is the slow starts, Tyler, because usually if you're playing a game and it takes you that long just to get to the main meat and potatoes of the game, yeah, there are some things where it's just going to turn you off almost. Yeah. Because, well, case in point, it's better to like get like, it's better to like play like a game, say if it's like only an hour or two just to get into it and sort of like uh, say games where you've played them like for about eight hours and they don't really open up. Yeah. Ken, Final Fantasy Thirteen, Q again. Yeah, but uh... <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's not like the, like don't get me wrong. It's like the first three four hours are bad. It's just like it's just slow, and it's like yeah. it, I think it's more because you, you know it's a Zelda game and it's going to get good. So it's yeah, like, oh, let me get to the good stuff. Let me get to the good stuff. It's not like a game where it's like you don't really exactly. know if this game's gonna be good or not. It's not like a, a new IP or anything like that. It's it's, it's fucking Zelda. You know Zelda's gonna be good. There's not yep. very many. There's not very many bad Zelda games out there. Oh no, not uh, at all. Yeah. So um, no, I mean with that, I'm I'm still really enjoying that. It's fun because it's almost like I think I said this before, but it's kind of like playing a new Zelda game this year. Um, it is really because I, I I remember I remember the last battle. I remember a couple, but like for the most part, for some reason that time for me is like super fuzzy with that game. Mm-hmm. Um, Even though it was just like ten years ago. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think 2007 is when I like it came out in 2006, but I remember like. I was super busy at that time too. Actually, I was in high school, and I was working full time. So, like Sundays was my only day off, and I literally spent like, like every my whole entire Sunday, like would just play Zelda. That was, oh like, yeah. The matter talk to somebody at work about that. It's like, man, it's like I've had Zelda in there for like three months, and I haven't even played it really. He's like, dude, <laughs> like you got Sundays off. It's it's winter time. It's like watch watch football and play Zelda. That's what I fucking did. It was awesome. There you go. Um, I think. I don't know, because I can't remember anything about Twilight Princess. Because um, you're so focused on the football. Yeah, probably. That's probably like the football. Um, no, but, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm, uh, I'm I'm enjoying it. Good. Uh, I'm, I'm, I have some good games to play right now. It's just, uh, right now it's a hard time. But I do have a three-day weekend. So there you go. I'm going to be playing a shit ton of fucking Pokemon Yellow and Twilight Princess. At least play one game in ten, you know, like in depth and stuff. See what you can get from it. Yeah, I know. Oh, and I, I, I started playing Madden again, so that happened. Uh, 
I, I went I went 15 days, man. I went 15 days, and I crashed. Oh yeah, it was, it was tough. So good though. It's like ah, it's like just right in the vein, right in that vein. <laughs> That's gonna really hurt when I when I go to edit this tomorrow. Um, but man, whoo, felt good. I just want to put some uh, Jimi Hendrix on in the background. Just play some fucking Madden. Yeah. <laughs> um, no. Um, let's go ahead and move on to some of our topics. I don't know what the hell is going with that. <laughs> Jimi Hendrix while playing Madden is like you're high while playing your Madden season. Oh mode. man, that's what it felt like. It's just like oh, I just... dude, dude, dude. I seriously have that craving again. Where if I'm thinking about doing that for when MLB the Show comes out, Ooh. I have a craving to play that fucking baseball game now. Yeah. I, I'm going back and forth on that game. I, I really enjoy playing it, but my my characters with the twins and the twins are awful. So I, yeah. I'm doing really well, and like I'm a triple crown winner like two times, two years, three years in a row actually. Like, yeah, hit, you know, hitting 50 plus home runs every season, 120, 130 RBIs. Um, you know, I'm I got like a three something batting, like a 350 batting average, and we're winning like yeah. 70 fucking games a year. Oh my so, god! In yeah, baseball, I that's not good. That. Seventy wins is not good in baseball. Oh no, that's very bad. So yeah, that's really annoying. <laughs> I hope they fix that though in the next. Well, it's uh, it's just good. I just got a bad you know bad uh, luck of the draw, I guess, for me where I got picked. With yeah, the, bad luck of the draw where like you're the the small you're like the, the big fish in the small pond or something like that inside of the the games and stuff. The traditional thing where it's like yeah, I've had that problem when I was playing the show last year where I, my character was with the. The Pittsburgh Pirates, or something like that. I was doing all right and stuff, but because I wasn't doing consistent like things, I wouldn't be even be traded. I couldn't yeah, even request to be traded until like about my third year of my contract was up, or even yeah. like it's bullshit. That's what sucks too, because it's so real with baseball. Is they have to play six full seasons with your original team before you can actually go and be a that's... free agent and then sign with another team. Which I mean, that's fine because I like the realism of these sports games. Um, yeah. Just, I mean, I imagine if I was if I was with a better team, I, I definitely would have gotten more into it. Like last year, I only played like one season of it, which is still that's like, you know, probably thirty forty hours one season is in the in the, in the league. Um, yeah. But yeah, um, I don't know. I, I think it comes. Was it comes out? Is it end of this month or is it? It is the end of. Uh, I think it's the end April? of. I think it's the end of April. I'm not too sure now. Is it? The, it's it's sixteen. Yeah, the show sixteen. Yeah, MLB sixteen. I always forget because all the other sports games are always a year ahead. Uh, <laughs> March 29th. So yeah, end of the month. So oh, like, it is the end of this month. God damn it. Ooh, damn it. I'll probably that's probably one of those ones I'm gonna like decide like that day or that weekend or something like that. Yeah, it depends upon who's gonna be playing and what's gonna happen. <laughs> yeah, I'll let you know what I decide. Uh, yeah. But let's go ahead and move on to um, some news, actually. Yes. Well, kind of as of usual. I mean, not not a lot of big news going on. It's it's just kind of a weird time right now. It, it's just the weird thing. It's just the weird thing of the year, everybody. Where this year, starting off in 2016, there hasn't been a lot of big, big news. Yeah. But it's been like little chunks here and there. And the most of the stuff that we've been even looking like through has been mostly Nintendo related because they have the biggest amount of heat going into, say, E3 of this year. E3 yeah. is, like, only a couple months away, which is crazy. Yeah, but... uh, about, yeah, about three months. I think three months about this time. I think, I think it's, like, mid-June. Um, but no, I mean, like like we're, like we're Jack was saying, uh, I mean, it seems like you get one or the other. Either you get, except for, like, sometime, like, July, August. Like, you either get, yep. you either get a bunch of video games to play, 
or and no news, or you get a bunch of news and no video games. And right now we're still getting video games. Uh, so that's I, I'd rather have video games to play and no news to talk about yes. than a bunch of news about shit we can eventually play. Um, so <laughs> it's probably how it's going to be for a little bit, which, I mean, like I said, I, as long as I have games to play, I don't fucking care. Um, yeah. And then once it gets summertime, though, I mean, like, I'll just be playing Frisbee golf and shit, so that'll be pretty awesome. So I don't <laughs> fuck about video games at that point. Um, I shouldn't say that. I love video games. Um, no, uh, I don't know where I'm going. I don't know what's going on. It's late. This You're is, rambling. I'm just rambling. I don't even know. I'm not even drinking. This is this is bad. You're starting to become Goose from the New York Yankees. Oh man, <laughs> what the fuck's wrong? With me? What's wrong with me? Uh, I, need, I need a swig of water here. I'm take a swig of water. Now all you need to do is just insult Jose Batista and you want to Cespedes, and there you go. I won't do that, man. <laughs> Cespedes has got some badass rides. The motherfucker no, does this... spring training on a, on a freaking horse. I mean, it's amazing. Fucking, I know. We went to the freaking spring training in a helicopter. Man, these guys are awesome. What? You didn't hear about that? Oh, he actually got his helicopter oh, license so he can beat LA traffic to get to the ballpark on time because he was kept he kept getting fined because he was late all the time. So he got oh, a helicopter God. license. Now we can just fly to the stadium. Okay, that's legendary, right? That there. is. That's incredible. <laughs> it's not gonna matter because they're probably gonna eventually trade him because he's an asshole. Um, you, you know, they'll probably this end up is... in Cleveland where there is no traffic because no one fucking lives there. Um, <laughs> Cleveland sucks, people. Get over it. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing, oh, man. I'm just now I'm just pissing people off. All right, let's just let's uh. Okay, let's get into the gaming let's news before we do news. piss off a lot of our fan base. <laughs> oh, no one downs the show in Cleveland. Uh, uh, <laughs> moving on, we never know. I do know. I, I look up. The, I can look up the downloads by state. Uh, we have a couple in Ohio, just none from Cleveland. Um, Cincinnati, though, if you if you're down from there, you're cool. Cool. Cincinnati. Cool. <laughs> uh, Andy Dalton, you suck though. Um, no. <laughs> wow. Uh, moving on to the top to the topics. Finally, uh, after my random twenty minute rant, whatever that was. Uh, so one big rumor that came out uh, earlier in the week, pretty much like the day, like some of the stuff kind of came out like right after we got done recording, like like a yeah. day or hours after we recorded. Uh, starting off, uh, a rumor kind of came out there that. Beyond Good and Evil 2, um, it, it was announced, I think, 2009. It had, like, a trailer and everything. Mm-hmm. Like, a, a movie trailer. Like, a, and there was, it was all CG. There was no actual gameplay. Um, but that was revealed. That was in development. Uh, Beyond Good and Evil is a super popular game from, I think, what, early to mid-2000s. Um, people love that game. It's, it's like... Uh, it's like one of those, it's like a high, uh, Half-Life kind of thing where it's just, people want that sequel for like a decade now. Yeah. Um, and it's just, you just kind of hear um, rumors like, oh, this guy's working on it. Oh, no, he's not working on it. Oh, they are working on it. No, they're not working on it. Yeah. No news really has been, it's literally, it's like The Last Guardian basically. Nothing's really announced they're working on it and you haven't heard anything in like seven, eight years. Well, apparently now uh, Nintendo is actually funding this game, a la uh, Bayonetta 2. And it's, it will be a NX exclusive. Um, hmm. I don't want to jump into what the hell the NX is because hmm. God knows um, that's we, nobody knows what the fuck year. the NX is um, right at this point. More interested in the Beyond Good and Evil two side of things. Um, what are your th- thoughts? Are like, do you think this is true? Would like if you were betting, if I gave you a hundred bucks that you got to vote one way, what would you what would you say? At this point. I would bet probably like about twenty five bucks out of the whole deal. I mean, there's you there's can't like a just little bet twenty five bucks out of the whole deal. <laughs> I said you got to go true or false. 
Put the money down right now. You can't just bet 25 and keep the other 75. That's not how it works. That's my money. Uh, <laughs> I gave you that money. That's my money. If you're going to probably take 25, okay. but I want my 75 back. Okay, okay. Now, here's... <laughs> Okay, let me let me rephrase that then. <laughs> I would probably put a hundred dollars down on false. Okay. Now, right. why would I say false to that kind of regards? Is because here's the thing about Beyond Good and Evil Two. Nobody really knows too much about any other type of details other than it's been going on again. It's been going off again. Obviously, these rumors have been sufficing like for a while now about the NX and supposed games that are supposed to be coming in for like exclusivity things, maybe. I mean, Beyond Good and Evil 2 was originally, you know, revealed, I think it was, what, 2009 or something like that? That mini trailer, like you were saying? Yeah, I think it was, like, 2009. But we have, like Tyler said, we have not heard anything from that E3 in regards to it that's substantial. But they were coming out for, like, the newer systems and stuff like that. So I don't think it's a, really, a, like, an issue of money with that game. But at the same time, it's like, I don't believe this this type of rumor is real is because I believe it's just one of those like type of hodgepodge things that you're hearing so much of because every time a new Nintendo system is rumored to be coming out or rumored to be unveiled, there's always some pie-in-the-sky rumors that are being spread around by people all over the internet, whether it be by people who, who claims to have some form of info which they've heard from another hearsay which may have a little smidgen of truth to it. But not only, it's like Beyond Good and Evil 2, I've been... There's that thing and stuff. There's also rumors about possibly Destiny 2 being on NX, which no claims whatsoever, really. Nothing really substantial to prove that either. So, I I just really think it's not real, only because Nintendo doesn't usually get a lot of the exclusivity things inside third-party perspectives unless they're funding it itself. Bayonetta 2 is a good example. I mean, that whole... Oh, God, that Itagaki game, that was terrible. Oh, God, what the hell was it? Oh, God, I see the box art in my head, and it's kind of like a like a demonized fucking Vin Diesel with glasses. Um, oh, God, I don't even remember the title of the name now. <laughs> pitch Black? No, it wasn't Pitch Black. <laughs> Although it would have been a better name than what it was on the Wii U box. No, it was Devil's Third. Oh, That's what yeah, it was. Oh, yeah, that shit, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I would just say, this rumor doesn't hold any substantial weight. I would actually just tell people, don't get your hopes up for something like this, because third-party games, traditionally on Nintendo consoles, unless Nintendo has struck some sort of exclusive deal of it, don't really pan out so much in this case and scenario. It's, it's more or less, I'm at the point where, hey, I want to see it with my own eyes. Because I've, because as a Nintendo fan, I've been burned before. EA is a good example with their unprecedented partnership with the Wii U. Guess what? One year, you're out. We got Mass <laughs> Effect Three. It was a yeah, year Mass old, Effect so Three, it. and then all of a sudden we got the Mass Effect trilogy for the Xbox 360 and the PS3. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like almost a, exactly a day after the game release for the Wii U. <laughs> Mass Effect Three, fuck. But anyway, what, do you, what were you thinking, Tyler? Um, for me, like, I'm kind of. <sighs> Would I be surprised if they like this came came out to be true? No, but if I like if I took my hundred dollars and I had it like uh, I'd probably go false as well. Mm. Um, for me, I look at it more from you look at like you. I completely forgot about Devil's Third, and I think the majority of people mm-hmm. in the world did too. 
Um, like that that flopped. That was a big. You know, Nintendo picked up that that piece of crap. Mm. Like when it was pretty much on the verge of cancellation. Really, basically, was canceled. They didn't even want to bring out to America until, like, the fucking people on, like, a lot of their fans on Twitter were so flabbergasted because they were thinking about canceling that game coming stateside. I think that kind of worked for them, actually, because they, I mean, they only brought over a limited amount, but they sold out immediately. And they brought it, they did a second Mm. run that ran out, that sold out, too. So I think that worked out for them. Um, Maybe doing that, a limited run of them, was a smart idea. So I imagine. Yeah. I would agree. 30,000 over. And making them hard to get, kind of like Amiibo, like how those were when they first came out. It was super hard to get, so everybody just bought them up. Um, so from, uh, but going, going like looking at this, uh, I look at it from like Devil Stir did not. I don't think. I mean, I don't know the financial part of it, but it wasn't a big hit. It was seller? It's, no, it was one of the worst reviewed games of 2015. No, and, and you see why the game was being yeah. delayed and delayed and moving from console to console. And different. <laughs> I think it had multiple names as well. Yes, it did. Um, you know, and I think it's got like the Metacritic scores in like the 40s for that game. So that's yeah, that's not very good. Um, and you look at like Bayonetta two. Bayonetta two was a uh, was a I think almost two million sold. Um, yep. And that game was what I think that game came out in 2009, 2010. Uh, a more recent mm, game. No, the- no, no, no. Bayonetta two did not come out in 2009 or 10. It was like about 2012 or 13. Oh, okay. Um, You're thinking of the original Bayonetta, I think. No, that's what I'm talking about. Bayonetta one. Uh, oh, oh, okay. Yeah, Bayonetta one. I mean, like that came out. That was, like I said, almost two million sold at a bigger audience than uh, probably what Beyond Good and Evil has at this point in time. Uh, you know, ten years later now, um, and they like that game was on the verge of cancellation because Sega was pulling funding out because of their financial situation, and Nintendo saved mm-hmm. it, and that that only sold. I think I only think it sold two hundred thousand copies. Um, and I don't I mean I don't know how many consoles that might have sold. Maybe fifty thousand. Whoever, no one really knows the figures. Or yeah. No one will ever really know the figures and like who bought that just for to play that game. But something like Bayonetta. I mean, I'm not gonna say Bayonetta is like a huge franchise, but as a more recent with a more a bigger, a probably bigger audience at that point in time um, than what we have Beyond Good and Evil, and that didn't pan out very well for them. I don't foresee Beyond Good and Evil two uh, panning out for them very well either even though Beyond, uh, mm-hmm. Bayonetta 2 was a extremely extremely good game great game uh, people everybody needs to fucking play that game I think um, but no I just like I said I don't I don't think it's true just looking at it from the business side of things I don't foresee it being that uh, I don't I just don't see but uh, I could be wrong I don't know I mean maybe there is that big love for Beyond Good and Evil um Maybe if they announce it, and it'll, it'll, people will be way way excited about it. Um, but I guess we'll have to wait and see. We'll probably know more in the next few months. Maybe uh, kind of find out whether or not that's true. Um, mm-hmm. But let's go ahead and move on to some more depressing news. Uh, <laughs> Lionhead Studios um, is not. I don't think it's uh, officially closed, but it might as well be closed. It's mm-hmm. it's being considered for closing. They laid a, they laid a bunch of staff off. Uh, but their game there, uh, Fable Legends, they're working on that actually still in beta, um, has been canceled. I think mm-hmm. you can still play the beta. Um, but yeah, uh, it's a, it's a sad time. A uh, bunch of employees lost their jobs, which is awful. Uh, but yes. looking at, um, and I know Sony's actually holding an event for them to help these these guys and gals get their, find, you know, help right. them their feet, hold, job fair basically for them. 
Hopefully, some of those guys and gals can find uh, a home. Uh, but that's a sign of goodwill. Yeah, it's, it's, I, and I'm happy. I love like the video game industry is like it's just one flop, and you know, twenty, thirty years of work in that you know, company's closed. Lionhead Studios was started in 1996. Um, yeah. You know, you, nowadays games are so expensive. Um, a lot of them are usually bought by bigger companies. You have one like yep. even games that aren't even a flop. Like I've said before, like the original Tomb Raider game, the the company that made that they got closed down, even though that game sold like two million copies. Um, oh yeah. So, um, it's just we're, it's a fragile time. And but the fact that like when it happens, like the other in, uh, other companies and stuff, they gather around those people and they help them find places to go. That's yeah. something you don't really see. At least I don't see it in any other uh, type of industry and business. So that's really cool, but um, yeah, with Lionhead Studios, uh, I mean, they were popular, obviously, for the Fable games. Uh, Fable 1, 2, 3. Um, not so much 3 or the Connect <laughs> game. Uh, but, um, or Legends. Um, but I'm, I'm really surprised by it. I mean, Lionhead was a... Uh, that was... It has still had There was still some money behind that name. And to find out it's basically being closed. And kind of... It, Kind of what it got turned into towards the last five six years or so is just—it's kind of sad to see. What, what, what about yeah, you? yeah, it's definitely sad to see like a publisher that's been around for as long as Linehead Studios have been now just like it's just a shell of what it was formerly was. I mean, they lost a lot of people to begin with, like right after their Fable Three project and stuff. But just seeing Fable Legends being canceled, which is very surprising to me because I thought that game was already well far ahead in development. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's sad, though, but at the same time, I really... The Fable franchise in and of itself, it's, it's just really debatable, you know, like the quality of some of their games. I mean, there were a lot of, like, disappointing things from it, but at the same point, though, they, Lionhead Studios, I, I choose to remember them in sort of a positive light because they did bring out the original Fable, which was a great game on the Xbox and on the PC, they did like have Fable Two, which I thought was a good game in and of itself. I, love I mean, Fable Two. That game was fantastic. Fable Two had a good story mode, in my honest opinion. The reason why people hated it so much is because it was an eight-hour RPG, pretty much, in and of itself. Unless you want to do all the side missions. Yeah, yeah. Which yeah. is a standard almost RPG thing for a Western development, in like Western game, developer. And, and the side stuff in that game was actually really fun. I had like nine mm. wives. Are you kidding me? I think it was awesome. How much time I spent gambling? I had a dog. <laughs> Fuck you guys. Oh yeah, that dog thing was so fucking cool though. Remember at the end of the game where you had to choose you need to have a bunch of money? Uh like the, the main bad guy, he kills your dog and then kills your uh, family. And then like yep. you at the end you kill him and they give you like this option. Like, hey, here's like five million dollars. There's like three bring, endings to we it. We can bring your dog back to life or we can bring your family back to life. I'm like, Fuck you guys, give me the dog. Give me the fucking dog. <laughs> I chose you went the dog route for that. I actually went the neutral route where I actually revived. Everybody was killed by the thing. My family and the dog was dead. You know, but uh, that's just it was just one of those types of games and stuff. Well, you're where just the a heartless bastard. I'm not a heartless bastard. I thought the 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 thoughts of the the many outweighed the needs of the few. Oh, fuck the people. <laughs> I love how this podcast is going. We go from sports rambling to probably turning off a few listeners, and then we go to Fable 2 rambling. Oh, man, I'm sassy tonight. I feel sassy. I wish Jake was here. He would be fucking in the middle of this, too. Jake would Jake would love this. A, a, a pissy Tyler? It's like, oh, it's like, man, hey, Jake. he's been wanting to see this for years. 
I was like, hey, Jake, we talked about uh, Fable 2 without you, and uh, hey, Tyler was kind of pissy about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but the real talk and stuff like that. I know a couple of friends that really love like the Lionhead games. You know, the games that Lionhead made. I have one friend who is really obsessed, like, wanted to play Fable. It's one of the only games she likes to play, in terms of that. She was devastated when she heard that news about it this week, but at the same point and stuff, it's like, in the video game world and stuff, you can just go ahead and just find another good like gaming franchise you want to enjoy, or this or that, but I really hope the people who did lose their jobs at Lionhead, they find their jobs quickly and easily, because like you were saying before, Tyler, the video game industry is cutthroat. Mm-hmm. There is nothing consequential that's long-term. You have developers that have been at their studios for years, all of a sudden get laid off, or like have bad financial things like happen to them in regards to a company... Oh, man, I'm, I'm thinking about, like, Konami with Hideo Kojima. I'm thinking about, oh, God, even Konami with uh, Koji Karashi, too, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so what I'm saying is, go ahead and just, go ahead and just, like, say, fuck Konami in general. Oh, yeah, fuck Konami. <laughs> hashtag fuck Konami. I'm just going to say it. Jim Sterling is right. Fuck Konami. Yeah. <laughs> and buy his t-shirt that says hashtag fuck Konami. Yeah, exactly. And also watch Jim Sterling's videos. Yes. And go to his Patreon site just for him. Actually, just stop listening to the show right now and just, just go watch... Uh, like all the Jim uh, Jim Quisitions out there, be much happier. Also, bring a bunch of pogs. Offer sacrifices. Yes, pogs. He loves pogs. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I've, I'm I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Um, Lionhead though, it, it's it sucks. But just <clears throat> like I was saying, it sucks that when when it became where, I mean, after Fable Two, they were like that was. One of the, I think one of the, for me probably fifteen to twenty, in that ten to 15, ten to twenty range, uh, best games of the last generation for me anyway. Yes. Um, and just kind of playing Fable, Fables three, which it was okay. It, it felt like they, it was kind of not, it was more of like a dumbed down um, Fable two, and then mm-hmm. just the way it wrapped up was awful. I hated the ending of that game. I remember being pissed at the time um, when that game when that game ended, but. Then they went to the, they had the the really bad Connect game, um, yep. And, and then just now doing this this Dota, I think it's they're not is it like a Dota kind of ripoff like a, a it MOBA. was sort of it was sort of like a MOBA type of thing. Yeah, I think it was. MOBA, not Dota, same thing I guess. Uh, but mm. doing that, and that game was supposed to be I think the game was supposed to be out at the end of the year. So uh, looks they've had the time best to do it, but that Fable game didn't mean what it meant you know five years ago. I've been drunk well, well, in the mud a little too much. One last thing I want to say though before we move on to our next topic and stuff like that, it's just I'm just kind of I'm just kind of interested like the timing of the whole Microsoft deal, like, just closing down not only Lionhead's Lionhead like uh, studios and stuff, but other like uh, first party development studios, you know, in and of itself, like the like Press Play, I think it was that yeah, other Press Play, yep, the one that was responsible for Max and the Magic Marker or something like that, plus. Some other of the smaller ones that they had, you know, it's like I, I just kind of question what they're doing with the restructuring thing because there have been other rumors going around about potential like Microsoft potentially killing off the Xbox brand, but that's just obviously hold that with a grain of salt. But yeah, yeah. Well, I think it was more a while back there was rumors that they might sell off the Xbox brand, but yeah, I don't see that happening anytime soon with the Windows Ten. I don't either. Um, but let's go ahead and move on. Uh, so, one of the things coming out of something I didn't think was a big deal, but apparently for other people, it, um, it actually became a bigger deal. Um, out of the Direct last week, Nintendo Direct last week, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, Nintendo announced that the Super Nintendo games would be coming out for the 3DS, but only for the new Nintendo 3DS. Yeah. And not the older uh, versions. Um, and Nintendo kind of came out, um, they, they heard all the hubbub about it and came out with this. And this is, quote, um, as previously announced, the new Nintendo, the new Nintendo 3DS is an improved CPU, which enables Super Nintendo games to run on the system with quality results. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Super Nintendo games also include perfect pixel mode, which allows players to see their games in the, in the original TV resolution and aspect re- uh, resolution. Uh, so basically, they said that the games run um, couldn't really run very well on the old 3DS. They'll run better on the new 3DS. Um, mm. That's their excuse, or not? That's their reasoning. I shouldn't say excuse. Um, what are your thoughts on that? I think it's full of shit, only because. <laughs> well, here's the reason why I feel it's full of shit. The game system, the original 3DS, and even the 3DS XL can run Game Boy Advance games almost. Almost perfectly. I mean, it's not the most ideal ports of these Game Boy Advance games. I understand that. Yeah. They're not of the best quality, mind you. But they're able to run these Game Boy Advance-like ports comparably on the handhelds. And, of course, the only reason why I know that is because I was a part of that ambassador program and played a few of those. So, in from their reasoning, Nintendo's reasoning for that, it does not make any remotely fucking sense. Processing problems? Processing problems. Maybe if you're trying to balance the pixel-perfect mode and like the original type of resolution for that screen all at once. But this is just an excuse business-wise for them for people to go ahead and have more incentive to buy a new 3DS, if anything else, you know? Yeah. No, that's, that's the thing, though. That's totally what it is. But they, they can't just... They're not going to just go out and say, yeah, we, want, we want you to actually buy a new, new Nintendo 3DS. No. No, 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 no. That, that would be like a marketing suicide plan right yeah. then and of itself. Yeah. It's like You're basic. You don't want to do that. You're basically just going out saying, "Yeah, we're assholes." Um, which I mean, they're not assholes though. That's just business. I'm not. I'm, I'm, That's just business. I'm not mad I mean, about it. I mean, it, it helps that I have a new Nintendo 3DS, so I have the option to do this. But even if I didn't, I don't care to play these games again. I've bought these games like seven goddamn yeah. times. Yeah, that's I, just. I own half of them on my my Wii U. And you want me to buy them again? I bought them on my Wii. I bought them that's... on the Wii U, and now I got to buy them again on my 3DS. I yeah, I know. I'm more That's upset about my the issue. crossplay thing, the, the lack of cross buy than, than anything else with this. But I mean, going into with, with this, I agree with you. It's basically it's they the the old, the, the original 3ds. That's that's old news to them. They're going to still support it, but yep. they're going to take little little features away from other games. Like I mentioned last week, Hyrule Warriors. Um, it's going to be 2D only on the old 3ds. To go to get yep. the 3ds part of it, you have to be add the new one. Um, and they've done that, I think, not so much that, but they've done other things uh, like that in the past with some other games. Um, and that's just what it is. That's It's it's basically the new the 3DS is kind of like a new console, or a new handheld. Um, you got to look at it like that way and just be happy, I guess, we're getting those game, the 3DS games on yeah. those platforms. Um, I'm happy they're available on the system for the new 3DS and stuff. But I really wish that they Nintendo did have a cross-buying program, or even like the element of signing up for that Super Nintendo Network thing that they got going on for what they're going to be doing for their mobile stuff, and then transferring my information to where I can actually download these damn games for free on the fucking systems instead of like yeah. having to spend another ten or fifteen bucks for some games. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you. Um, with that. I'm I'm curious. We should be hearing about that my Nintendo thing. They said they're going. Talk more about that and Mitomo sometime yep. this month, so maybe we'll hear more in the next couple weeks about it. 
I hope so. so. Um, and that they have that Pokemon free to play game uh, coming too. Um, yeah. At least in Japan, anyways. So hopefully we'll hear more about that as well. Um, do we, do we have anything else we want to talk about for this week before we wrap up, or was that it? Well, you know what? Let's talk about one more thing, okay. and uh, let's talk about a little bit about Rocket League. Oh yes, stuff. I forgot about Rocket League. Well, you know what? A little update thing is going to be happening for Rocket League. I think it's going to be in the coming weeks. I think it is like around the time that we're starting their tournament, which I believe is like on the twenty something of March. Uh, I think the tournament starts. Um, I think it's actually uh, next week. Like I think it's Tuesday. I yeah, think selection Sunday is tomorrow. We're recording this Saturday. Uh, oh, wow. And then I think the tournament starts like Tuesday. Or, no, I think it's like it's like Wednesday or Thursday. Something. It's something. It's next week. Oh man! But the thing about Rocket League, like news this week and stuff, was the confirmation. There's going to be a basketball sort of like skin or like basketball mode for this game, mm-hmm. which it looks really cool in terms of the skin itself because it kind of looks like a basketball hoop with its rim. You shoot it over the rim and stuff like that. It comes off the the. It comes off the hinges of, like, some of the updates, the previous ones, where you could, like, shoot a hockey puck, mm-hmm. make it, like, a whole, like, hockey batch. They're just doing the whole shit bang, man. I mean, I love it. It's more bang for your buck. I have seriously have spent a lot more time playing Rocket League on my PS4 than any other game on my PS4. <laughs> yeah. Because it's, it's addictive. It's fun. It grabs my attention. But man, this this fucking basketball thing is gonna be a fucking blast to do. <laughs> yeah, and, and it's awesome that um, a game that came out nine months ago, a, a free game, a game, a yeah, game, a small game. It's it's a twenty dollars game. Yeah. it's not it's a digital only game. Well, for now, anyways. And what, nine, ten months later, we're still talking about this game and they're still updating. Yep. free updates. That's yep. awesome. Like that's like Nintendo shit right there. Like I don't want to. That is Nintendo shit. Sound like we're loving Nintendo. Uh, but like, like that's stuff only you really hear from like Nintendo doing. As far as like that's free the thing, man. Go. Um, as far as free updates, Rocket League and Splatoon, both, both those games and stuff getting supported with free content. That's the stuff I like. That's the stuff. The kind of, uh, the kind of rewarding things for your fan base and stuff that play the game and actually help support the game. You know, not like a Street Fighter Five crap, man, where it's just a bare bones sixty dollars experience and you have to wait. Like maybe months at a time for it to be substantial. Yeah, here here's part of the game. The rest of the game will we'll give you in chunks throughout the next six months. Oh, I um, know. No, I mean it's awesome though. I, the the super the super uh, or the Batmobile came out. Uh, I think last week. Yep. And then we're getting it. Then Dying Light's releasing a vehicle in the next uh, couple weeks too. So awesome. I mean they're still doing stuff with the game for a game they. I think they like November or December. They said that was gonna be the last update, and here we are. In March, <laughs> now we're getting new updates. Um, yeah, so no, that's really cool. But uh, let's go ahead and uh, kind of jump up into the conclusion. Oh, I do want to mention mm-hmm. real quick. Uh, I, I, I'm not going to do this every week. I just want to mention it for every couple months or so. Um, but extra life, uh, that is a thing that we do. Um, it's not. It doesn't happen until November 5th, which is a Saturday. Hopefully, yep. that's not on the uh, spring back when we. Uh, or yeah, fall was a fall no fallback spring forward fallback spring forward. Uh, yeah, or we we get the you know we, we we gain an hour. So hopefully that's not the twenty four hour or twenty five hour thing this year uh, this year again. But um, no, uh, that is happening November fifth. Like I said, uh, go to extralife.org, org, uh, sign up, um, or sign up for it. Tell your friends, tell your family, or go out there and support people. Just tell everybody about it. 
if you want mm-hmm. if you want to know where we are we are on there just type in extralife.org uh, look up the team talking ship and uh, I am underneath there I am Tyler Courtney and there's a few other guys in there as well I don't think Gabe has signed up yet uh, my, no, my personal not yet. my personal goal this year is I the last three years I've got the t-shirt which is two hundred dollars my yep. personal goal this year is to get the, um, the silver medal which I believe is 500 bucks and I have decided that if I get that freaking silver medal at 500 bucks, I'll get the yeah. extra life tattoo. There right you go. Shoulder. I'm, I'm tapping my left shoulder. You might not be able to tell <laughs> from this audio podcast. That's awesome. happening right now. Here, I'm going to get a little closer to the mic. I'm going to tap it. You hear that? <laughs> yeah. Tap my shoulder. So, yeah, right there. If I was tapping it, now I'm, now I'm poking it with my finger. I'm going to get a tattoo there. Yeah, he's, he's actually doing it, too. I am doing it. <laughs> Jack's awkwardly watching me do it. I'm making weird faces while I do it too. I'm what the fuck is wrong with you, man? Let's move on. Let's get the shit. Out I don't here. know. It's more like. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, no, it's gonna it's gonna sound really weird. What was I, it a shoulder tap? You don't know. <laughs> I could just say it is, uh, and Jack's awkwardly watching it too. It's weird. Um, I don't know who I don't know who came out better in this, you or me. Um, I think we all lost. I think we all lost in the end. Louis was well, actually Louis won this because he's sleeping right now. He had to see any of this. Um, oh my gosh! Let's go ahead and jump up to our conclusion, though. Um, all right, Jack. Yep. Retro game of the week. All right, retro game of the week. I'm going to go ahead for a Super Nintendo classic. Hmm. Jacqueline Hyde. Oh, Jacqueline Hyde. I've never played Jacqueline Hyde on Super Nintendo, ah. but I have played Super Mario All Stars upon Super Nintendo. This is a game that's near and dear to me, because the Super Mario All-Stars is a game I received in Christmas Day, 1903. Played it on my Super Nintendo. It was a collaboration of Mario Brothers, Mario 2, Mario World, and the Lost Levels. Not Mario World. 1, 2, and 3, and Lost Levels. Yeah. But uh, I was confusing it with another cart, which does have World on it. Hmm. But the thing was... Up until that point, I was a big fan of like playing the Mario games on the NES because that's basically how I was introduced to video games in general. Games on the NES, my brother's playing Mario Brothers or playing G.I. Joe or playing DuckTales or whatever the hell. Woo-hoo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's just so funny. I can't hear, I can't about... hear the word DuckTales without doing the woohoo afterwards. Sir. I know. And still, that fucking HD remake is still good, too. Remember that, <laughs> people. But... Uh, but yeah, you know, Super Mario All-Stars was just one of those games that I played a lot when I was a kid. And it, for good reason, too. The remade graphics and stuff was fun to go. The gameplay was still classic Mario Brothers and stuff. And also, if you really wanted to, you can go forth and buy that Wii version for like 20 bucks now because it's part of that uh, that Nintendo Select things that they introduced not too long ago. Along with like even Donkey Kong Country turn, Returns and stuff. But, uh, anyway, Super Mario All-Stars, that's a game that took me a while just to go ahead and just beat some of those those original copies, you know? Because it's like, I remember having a hard time playing through Mario Brothers because of how, like, difficult some of the later levels were. I remember, like, having a hard time playing, like, Mario 3 even, up until I finally was able to beat Bowser doing this and doing that. But, the thing was... The reason why I like Super Mario All-Stars to begin with, it's because it's just that, that's sort of the innocent time before I was introduced to the whole gaming landscape in and of itself. Because when I was like about five or six or something like that, 
the only game, video game exposure I had was what I played for the NES and Super Nintendo, plus my older brothers of the Sega Genesis, and they had Sonic the Hedgehog, and they had all this other stuff for it. Mortal Kombat they rented. Street Fighter 2 they rented too. <laughs> well, that's a little FYI. My family growing up were a bunch of gamers. <laughs> Which I'm so fortunate, you know, in that regard. But, uh... But yeah, Super Mario All-Stars, that was my first big game for the Super Nintendo in of itself. I mean, later on, like around 94 or something, I would get the original Star Fox from a Toys R Us. I would, like, get other types of games which are, like, aimed towards me. You know, for, like, uh, age range. Like, say, Tiny Toons Adventures or, like, Animaniacs or even, like, some of these bad, like, cheap rip-off games. Sort of, like, Power Moves that was, like, a rip-off of Street Fighter II. But I would always go back to playing Super Mario All-Stars because it had that classic Mario Brothers feel that I loved. And it was the game I would replay over and over and over again. Up until, you know, I finally got the N64, got a little Game Boy Pocket, you know, just all those, just the video game stuff where you grow into, then all of a sudden you grow out of, like, yeah, that's just a thing. That's the game of the week, Super Mario Brothers All-Stars, the game that pretty much started my gaming in the youth. Nice. I remember I actually had a copy of that. I got that the same day I got Star Fox. That's awesome. Yeah, so good pickup for me. Way to go, me. Good job. Good job, good job seven-year-old Tyler. Seven-year-old Tyler looking in the store. It's like, hmm, hey, these box arts look the... Oh, let's see. Oh, that's Bubsy 3D. Um, That's anime. <laughs> so that's... Oh, hey. Um, oh, hey, this Mario game. Hey, I like Mario. It's like, hey, Star Fox? What the fuck is Star Fox? Oh, it's a cool fox. I'm going to get this. Yeah, it's got a toad on it? <laughs> fuck yeah. That's how I got Star Fox. <laughs> I looked at the. I looked at the. I looked. I looked at the box art. I saw the fucking like uh, almost the animatronic looking fox on the cover of it. What the fuck is Star Fox? Look at the back. Of the, whoa, there's a toad. The fucking toad, man. There's a fox and a. There's a falcon. Okay, I want to play this. <laughs> I just want to play a Skippy. Fuck everybody. Six. It was like it was like five year old me is looking at this like, oh, I like animals. I'm gonna play this. Yeah, yeah. Because remember, fuck the people. Just pick the dog and favorite too, people. Don't listen to Jack. He steers, he steers you the wrong way. FYI, as a kid, I I had the most like craziest luck when I actually came to like playing good games as a youth, in my youth. You know, we all played shitty games as kids. That's all you. That's, that's all you had. How many times I beat WWE Day Reckoning? Like fifty fucking times. Oh. It's not that great of a game. Oh god, I was the same way with WrestleMania X8 for the GameCube. Oh, X9 was even worse because you know I was I was f fighting, uh, was fucking security guards, security guards, the construction <laughs> workers. On... You're basically Brock Lesnar just f fiving shit. Yeah, I was just like I'm like you beating up homeless people, but they're construction workers. It was awful. Um, oh man, I got rid of those games. Look at he split, and I just went back to No Mercy. <laughs> yeah, that was going to go. Uh, yeah, but. No, let's, let's go ahead and wrap this shit up. Uh, we can, otherwise, I'll get to another rant. We're going to be here until like 4 in the morning. Or oh, 5 God. in the morning because we're going to lose an hour in a couple hours. It's bullshit. Fucking spring, yep. spring forward bullshit. Fuck. Fucking bullshit. Fuck. <laughs> oh, shit. I don't know what's going on with me right now. You're turning into Tourette's guy now. I am. Fuck. Uh. Uh, no. Um, fucking Bob Saget, man. Uh, We've had goose references from the New York Yankees. We've had you want to Cespedes, Yasuo you Puig. Now we have fucking Bob Saget. Yeah, fucking Bob Saget. 
Oh. oh man. Anyways, if you want to hear more of this awesome ranting, you can check us out on Twitter at Gen Gaming Pod. Uh, follow us on there. Also, I am Gingerboy underscore GG. You are. I am the Jack of Hearts GG. Nice. Um, on Facebook, we are um, we have a page and group, Gen Gaming Podcast. Mm-hmm. So like and join on there. Always, that's when we always update when the new shows out. And also, if you want to have cool conversations with us, even not so cool conversations, that's fine. So come on, just come on over there and talk to us about that. That's cool. Um, <laughs> on Twitch, we are Gen Gaming Pod, uh, Gen Gaming Podcast on there. Uh, so join, subscribe. I don't know, is it join, subscribe? I don't fucking know. Just, just click the button. Um, it, it'll tell you what to do. Um, but yeah, that is our show for the week. Thank you guys so much for listening. I was your host, Tyler. And I have been the Jack of Hearts. Until next time, everybody, GG. Alan. <laughs> Fuck you, Bob Saget. <laughs> we got a brand new collaboration here. Ooh.